0: People, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Man, I am so grateful, as always, this morning, to be giving you guys another live episode. And today I'm going to be talking about the probably the most important blogs on my website. Now, I see practically every day there are a number of blogs that always get viewed. One is, remember, no one ever kicks a dead dog. Okay, that's basically the people who are out To make your life miserable, their lives are already finished. They've already given up. They've already thrown in the towel. They're already, you know, uh, it's a really terrible metaphor, but they're already that dead dog. Now, that's one of the blogs that I've talked about that Dale Carnegie actually talked about 100 years ago. Okay, and then there's, of course, the empathic listening. And one of the most famous blogs of all has to be the emotional bank account. So, what I did, I actually found these application suggestions on how you can actually apply these to your life, rather than me just giving you guys my stories. I've actually written down a couple of things that you guys can start today in blog form, so you guys could check out the blog, of course, uh, and you could read some of the applications rather than me just speaking about them. So here we go. Let's get right into this. Number one, I want you to select a relationship in which you sense the emotional bank account is in the red. I mean, in the red. It's overdrawn. It could be all the things that you said to them or not listening, the empathic listening. This, is, this really has to deal with, of course, the father and the mother and, of course, the son and the daughter. And, of course, the more you say, no, 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 can't do that, can't do this, can't do that, it, the bank account is filling up. And fill, Well, actually, it's, it's emptying out. And so, when it bottoms out, that child is in his room all day, every day, like my sister. My sister put herself in her bedroom... For so long. And once she got a laptop, she never left her room. Why? Because her emotional bank account was completely overdrawn. If it wasn't for the angry brother. If it wasn't for the mother that rarely talked to her. If it wasn't for the sister that rarely came in contact with her. And especially even me. Yes, that's right. Even I withdrew from her bank account when it was already in the red. So, of course, it's very difficult to make up that over the years. And say, you know what? Let's talk about this. And we did two years ago. And, of course, you know, we... We talked about everything, and then that was the end of it. We really never spoke about it anymore, and I haven't spoke to her since. But all the best to her. You know, if she's very, very grateful and very, you know, if she's going on with life without me, hey, by all means, as long as that makes you happy, I'm happy. But a lot of you, if you're not able to resuscitate or salvage a relationship that's already in the red, well, I'm going to give you some things that you can actually do. Now, check this out. You need to try to understand and write down the situation from the other person's point of view. And so in your next interaction, listen for understanding. Comparing what you are hearing with what you wrote down. How valid were the assumptions? Did you really understand that individual's perspective? Now, I love this because I'm going to bring up... I wrote down another situation in my blog. You guys can read that. But with my sister, when we finally spoke about it. We spoke about 20 years worth. And because, of course, you know, siblings and whatnot, they always pick on each other. My bro- my older brother, he hated me since I was young. And so I actually took that out on my younger sister because I was a fool. And so when we actually spoke about it, she's like, you know what? I never really wanted to speak to you again because you always treated me wrong. And of course, I couldn't point back and say, you know what? I, I completely understand. I am truly sorry for my actions sincerely apologize and then I went on to say of course when I was young and the way Steven my brother used to pick on me that's probably why I ended up wanting to have that sort of power over you and so when we actually spoke about it and I say you know what I was a complete douche back then this was all on me 100% I understand I'm here now to listen when that happened It was like a weight that that crazy weight that was bearing down on my younger sister for so long. It was lifted. So when you're able to have that sort of what I call the Jack can't feel the heart talk and you're able to get all your feelings out on the table. That's when you can actually start putting deposits into the, the other person's emotional bank account. Guys, you guys probably go through this. We go through this as human beings all the time. It could be your brother, your sister, your girlfriend, your, bro- your boyfriend. It could be your husband, your wife. If you just sit down and write down everything you think, the assumptions you've made, and listen to what they said or listen with, to what they say at that specific moment, then you're going to probably come to an understanding and say, wow, okay, I completely understand. I'm talking about with open ears. Look at the, fir- look at the person's facial expression, which I'm going to be getting into next. The number two, share the con, uh, well, actually, I think it's the number three, but number two, you got to share this concept of empathy with someone close to you, okay? Tell him or her, you, you know, what you want to work on, you know, really listening to others and get your feedback in about a week. Tell them about your feedback in about a week. How did you do? How did that, you know, how did you make the other person feel? Let me give you an example, I talked about this in another Stephen Covey podcast about the person who always goes, mm, yeah, uh uh-huh, interesting, interesting. You're not listening to that person. In order for you to listen empathically when someone's going through hell, you got to just shut your ears and listen to the facial. I mean, look at the facial expressions of the other individual, because when you're able to do that. You're not trying to put yourself into that person's shoes. You're not trying to see. You're actually standing on that same line as the individual. And you're seeing whatever the problem, or the situation is through that person's perspective. You know, of course, when I when, when serious situations come up, I really do listen empathically. Uh, my Thai students, they just laugh because they I, I think I don't know what it is. I think it's the it's the cult, it, I think it's Buddhism. It's the law of no attachment. They believe that everything is going to be taken from them anyways. And there's nothing that they can do about it. So when it comes to situations where, you know, when it comes to life and people dying, they still go, ah, they laugh. But in America, we are much better empathic listeners. So when it came to, of course, what happened here in the north of Thailand just recently, 13 boys being stuck in a cave. It was going on 10 days. And finally, this morning, I woke up and I got the news that all 13 of them were found. And do you know how happy I was to see life get found? Do you understand how difficult it would be to be stuck in a cave for 10 days? And you know what? I love it because my other students who actually are empathic listeners and they don't go ha 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 ha. They actually listen empathically about situations because I actually taught them that technique. They're the ones messaging me saying, this is, the best news of, this is the best news all year. And I was like, see, you can actually teach someone and share the concept of empathy with other individuals. If you believe that specific individuals are lacking empathy and they just shrug their shoulders in certain situations. Doesn't always have to be people being trapped in a cave. I'm talking about everyday stuff. I'm talking about, okay, on Abigail, I see that you're always complaining about your job. Talk to me. What's going on? And she would tell her whole situation. And I would say, have you tried putting yourself on the other same, you, you know, uh, on the same side of the person who's actually complaining about you? No, of course not. But at the same time, I say, you know what? Okay, so what can you do now? It's time for you to have, that to have a talk with that person. And that's what I did. You know, I actually had a very, uh, what is it, a very resounding heart talk with my last employer. It was a woman. And she's like, you know what? I understand that you've been through a lot of things uh, and, you know, here and what what happened at the company, Toshiba, this and that. And and I'm like, listen, I'm just going to do for what's in the best interest of me. I'm willing to go part time, but I've got to leave this job because there's nothing else left here for me. Just a bunch of angry ass foreigners. I can't do it anymore. And then, of course, that part time isn't going to work either. It's either full time or no time. I needed to get out of there because I was getting anxiety every time I went to that specific place. My chest would hurt. And so when me and her, we had that heart talk, we actually had a heart-to-heart talk. Not a, not, not a brain-to-brain and all our preconceived notions and everything that has happened and perceptions of other individuals. No. It was me saying, listen, in order for me to be successful, I have to get out of here. Do you understand? She's like, I understand. And just recently, one of my, co- my ex-colleagues, my boy, my Ugandan warrior, he said, hey. Kuman was wondering how you were and she wishes you the best. See, when you're able to have that heart talk, you can dig deep on a much deeper level. And that's the most beautiful part about human empathy. So try doing that. Try explaining with another individual. It's like the other thing that Jack Canfield talked about. He talked about always asking his wife, hey, you know what? How did I do today? She's like, you did. An eight. You had an eight today. Eight out of ten. He's like, how can I become a ten? Now, of course, this could worry people into complete oblivion uh, that they need to be perfectionist in order to do this, in order to do that. But if he actually, when he went on to ask his wife, okay, how can I become a ten? She said, well, there was this situation that went wrong or this and that. And it's very difficult because it could be the littlest things that it could drive people to insanity. Oh, you didn't pick up the glass of water when I told you to. That's just foolish. You know what I'm you know what I mean? That's why my last dating relationship I had last year in November uh, with the girl by the name of Zern, it fell apart because she's like, oh my God, you didn't drink all the water. Oh my God, you didn't pick up my luggage. Oh my God, you didn't buy anything for me. You didn't ask me if I wanted anything from 7 Eleven. I was like, I didn't see you when I came out the restroom. It's not that big of a deal. She's like, Well, it's the little things. And yes, yeah, you know that that's how you drive people to insanity. But if you're talking about, oh, well. Uh, But let's say a bigger situation, then, of course, you could work on yourself as a husband, as a wife, as a girlfriend, as a boyfriend. So if we go into the next one, number three, the next time you have an opportunity to watch people communicate, cover your ears for a few minutes and just watch what emotions are being communicated that may not come across in words alone. There was, a, there was a section in Stephen Covey's book where he sat down with a husband and a wife, and the, wife was, and the husband was like, what is it that I do wrong? She's like, oh, well, I can't really explain. He's like, what are you talking about? And they just went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for about an hour. And Stephen was like, how long has this been going on for? He's like, for a very long time. He's like, and you guys have two kids? He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, my God. You guys had two kids, so you guys had to form an insane amount of synergy at that specific moment to form a baby. And they look at each other and they're like, wow, that's true. See, sometimes connections and synergy, when it all comes together, sometimes it creates baby. Sometimes it creates the love of your life. Sometimes it creates other things. But what I'm trying to say here is <sighs> relationships. It's, it, they're, they're difficult. Now, of course, me, I am independent. And I talked about this in my blog because, you know, the girl by the name of Zern, she said, oh, you're just too independent. And I'm like, well, the thing is, independency is kind of like what I need. I don't need some, well, I'm, I wouldn't say that. I don't, I, I don't want to come home and I don't want to devote all my attention to this specific individual. I want to come home and I want to see my girlfriend on her laptop saying, hey, babe, I'll be back. You know, we'll have dinner in about 30 minutes. You just have to hurry up and handle this. Perfect. I can hurry up and handle my blogs too. Boom. Have dinner together. You know, watch a movie together or blah, 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 blah. And then boom. Like Darren Hardy. Every Friday night after 6 p.m., all the way till Sunday night at 6 p.m. It is 48 hours of being with his wife. All work aside, that's finished. 48 hours of full-on commitment to his wife. Hey, now I didn't do that. But I read it this specific chapter after everything had already gone sour. So now I know going forward, if I ever do have a relationship, I know that there are different things and different times that I need to take out of my day to devote my time to the significant other. <sighs> Number four, next time you catch yourself inappropriately using one of the autobiographical responses, remember that. That's one of the best blogs I've ever written. Probing, evaluating, advising, or interpreting. Kind of like a father talking with his son in the car saying, son, you don't know anything. You need to go to school. You need to get an education, that job. You're only going to make money, this and that. And the boy is just the deposit. So, I mean, the withdrawals are coming and coming and coming. And the boy's like, you know what? I knew you would never understand it. then, boom, that boy goes into a cave. He's emotionally withdrawn. Why? Because all the probing and evaluating, you trying to advise because you're trying to put what you've learned and you're not, you're not listening empathically to that individual. Oh, that's one of the best blogs and one of the best things I've ever read in my life. Guys, you're going to have to tune into that. But seriously, um, what you need to do in times especially like that, if you feel that you're not listening, especially this happens to me a lot when I'm teaching Sometimes I'm in my own little world. I'm trying to think about the next thing that I have to do, you know, in terms of entrepreneurship or doing this or doing that. And okay, I need to get currency because I'm getting ready to go to Malaysia, this and that. Sometimes I just need to calm down and say, oh, sorry, I just realized that I'm not really trying to understand. Could you start again? Could we start again? you use that for relationships. You know, put your phones away. When you go to dinner, go to dinner, have a heart talk. Say, you know what? Hey, man, what is going on? Talk about things on a very deep level. Because we're able to do that as human beings. But the thing is, we're so caught up in our own worlds. And then we start putting our and what we've learned into the shoes of others. And say, oh, well, when I was a kid, you know, this this happened. It it doesn't matter when you were a kid. You got to look at life through his eyes and say, hmm, that is very interesting. So what could you do next? Start asking those questions. Not probing, not probing. Okay, not probing. Like what I said in the emotional bank account. But I'm talking about, hey, okay, let's see. So you believe that you can actually get more money by doing this. And then the boy would start to question himself and say, well, not really. And I'd be like, okay, so what is it? And then he would start, and the thing is, you want the other individual to question his or her actions or his or her words. Because when that starts you're just saying, hey, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm putting myself in your shoes and I'm looking at life through. See, it's kind of like when I have a son. If my son, you know what, if my son says, you know what, school's for the birds. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're kind of right. You'd be like, really? To a certain extent. What do you mean? What do you mean by the birds? So school's for the birds, huh? That's what I would ask. you say, yeah, why are we learning all these things? I'd be like, well, you do have a definitive point. And so what is it that you want to do? He said, well, I want to do this. I'm like, okay, so for a career, you want to work for the next 40 years as being an auto mechanic and not save any of your money? Uh, Well, well, no, that's not what I said. Okay, so what is it that you truly want to do? Oh, my goodness. And it's tough. It's tough. I'm going to have to reread this Stephen Covey book for a very, very long time. And I'm going to get another book because this guy is sensational. But, guys, I just wanted to go over some of these, uh, these techniques and applying the applications for you guys, of course, on this podcast. So, again, guys, tune into the other Stephen Covey blogs. I've actually even put them into the blog that I'm going to post directly following this podcast. So you guys could go in, click, and, you know, basically go on with a, your day and in terms of, hey, learning. Learning some of the most essential qualities of human beings and human beings and, of course, interaction. So, with that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you liked it, share it. If you shared it, that means you liked it. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.